Hello, friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 367 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm answering two questions that I received on Instagram. Number one, how to get back in your groove, which I think is different than how to get your groove back. And the second question, how to plan for the future as a movement pro if you don't want to shake your ass on Instagram when you're 60 years old. Two absolutely phenomenal questions. All the answers coming your way, but first, hey DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestro Five. Three, two, one. Hello, my podcast people. Thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. Y'all are absolutely hands down the best. You listen, you tune in, you write me, just, I love it. So today I'm answering two questions that I received from Instagram. You know, if you want to circle back, uh, I don't know, maybe two episodes I think I did about, you know, running out of content, ideas for content, things like that, if you are ever worried Go listen to those episodes. Courtney, if you could link them, thank you. Uh, But sometimes I just like to reach out because I want to feel helpful, right? We all want to be and feel helpful. I think it's one of the biggest things that happened during COVID. People couldn't treat and it's like, it was really, really hard. If you're, that's your thing. That's how you find value and this is what you do and you couldn't do it. That was, that was big. So tying that into why, you know, why I ask, I do like to feel helpful. I do want to make sure that I'm answering questions. I want to give people the opportunity to ask questions. So I threw up a question box on my stories. I got a few questions and I am going to answer two of them on this episode. Uh, Some of the other ones, what I'm going to do, actually, I have Danny Matei coming back on the podcast and so he'll answer one of those. Uh, Another one, uh, I have Janessa Connor coming into my mafia and the person who asked that question is also in my, in my mafia. So I'm going to have Janessa answer it first. And then maybe I'll make an episode about that. Uh, the question was about things to consider when, you know, asking for collaborations, asking to do collaborations, or asking for speaking opportunities, things like that. So I'm bringing in Janessa Connor. She is a friend of mine from Brooklyn. She's a, uh, I don't even know the, or the name of it. She uh, is a, she's a writer. But she pitches herself, I can't even think, oh, we'll say journalist. Um, but she works independently, pitches herself, and, and knows how to do that shit. Uh, so I will bring her maybe onto the podcast. Uh, but she's going to the mafia first. Uh, but I do have an episode with Amanda Berlin, who specializes in you know getting publicity for yourself and things like that. So you folks listening, uh, Courtney, thank you. If you could list, excuse me, if you could link... Jesus, if you could link that episode, that would be amazing. So y'all have that um, resource. Uh, But today I'm going to answer 
two questions. And the first question is how to get back in your groove. And the second question made me laugh. And I was like, because this, this person who asked it is also very funny. But she asked, planning ahead for what you will do with your career eventually as a movement pro in case some of us don't see ourselves dancing on Instagram at 60 and don't want to retire. Absolutely love both of those questions, but I got a super good laugh out of that second one. So I'm going to answer those two today. I'm going to break them down. So let's jump into getting back in your groove. I, I feel like I can't say that without thinking of that movie, How Stella Got a Groove Back, but how to get back in the groove, how to get out of a funk. Now, the first thing I'm going to say, because I think that some people find it helpful. I, I don't personally find it helpful, but I'm going to say it, uh, is to realize that you're not the only one who goes into funks. Uh, you're not alone in this, right? Sometimes it's easier to, you know, suffer through things and feel some kind of way when you know you're not alone. So number one, you're not alone. The second thing that I, I want to bring up is I don't think you should force it, right? Nothing good ever came from anything forced. Meaning, I think if you're like, I got to get back in my groove, I got to get back in my groove, I got to get back in my groove, I don't think you're going to get back in your groove. I think it would behoove you to think about your groove specifically, like what is that like, you know, at work, I don't feel like in my groove. Uh, I, I feel like people would say like, just like in life, I don't, but I would start, you know, to try and pick certain areas because it's just easier when you have a specific focus. So that in mind, if we're looking at actionable steps, I think the most important thing, and this has become a pretty much a central theme when I'm talking about so much in terms, you know, and giving advice is do something else and borrow confidence, groove, the feel goods from that other thing, right? Do something else that makes you feel like you're in your groove. And I think this may actually be where people get tripped up because they're like, I don't know what else that is. I had a phenomenal discussion with Jill and Danny J on the Best Life podcast. That episode should be coming out. I actually have no idea, uh, but it will be coming out at some point. Uh, we had a discussion last week, so whenever that does come out, I will link it on Instagram as per always. Uh, but we, we were talking about this and how sometimes, especially with women, they don't know the things they like doing or they never really got asked that or they were scared to say it because people then say some shit or judge them or, you know, they go and they start doing more of this thing and people get jealous and instead of lifting them up, they try to tear them down and they're like, why do you want to even do that? Like, why do you like working so much? Did your husband care that you work so much? Like just all this bullshit. And it's like immediately no. But that I think creates a situation in which people don't know what they like doing and haven't tried other things. So my my number one solution is to do other things that tend to that, that you feel good about, that make you feel good about yourselves, that you make you feel good about yourself, that you enjoy, and then borrow that groove, that joy, that happiness, that feel good emotion from that thing. It's largely what I do in my own life. If I'm feeling some kind of way about some kind of thing, I know I have so many other areas to pull from. And today was a perfect example, actually. I was not in the groove for volleyball. Not in the groove, you know? I feel like if you're listening to, if you only know me and my volleyball experience from podcast episodes, you'd be like, you don't sound very good, maestro. Because you did an episode not too long ago and told me you lost every game. And now you're doing this episode and you tell me that you're not in the groove. Listen, you have some up days, you have some down days. 
which links back to the first thing I said, which is you're not alone. Uh, but I am able to borrow happiness and joy and things like that from other areas. Like, yeah, I definitely felt down and, you know, I think that's also where I pulled that, that point of don't force it. Like if you're not in it, you can try, do your best to be, to, to pull yourself together, get focused on a singular thing. You know, for me today, it was like just focusing on, on enjoying, you know, the people I was playing with, staying positive with that. Right? Definitely trying to stay positive is huge. It's very easy to just get super negative. So actively trying to stay positive. But after that, after I played, I went and walked with Ashley. We went to brunch. The dog was there, got a mimosa, had some chicken and waffles. It was sunny. I sat in the Jeep after for a bit just because I like to sit in the Jeep. And so I can borrow happiness from other areas. I went and created a reel. I'm recording this podcast. Now, these are things that bring me joy, that light me up, that, that can, you know, revive me, reinvigorate me, recharge me and, and help me get back in a groove. Uh, but definitely important to say from before, don't force it. Uh, try to stay positive, but but don't force it. So continuing that theme of trying new things, right, and, and finding things that you like, I get that that can be scary, but I think at some point you just got to take ownership for this and be like, hey, I think I might like this, right? Because if you are, are asking me this question or you had this question, how do I get my groove back? You're looking for solutions. And if you're in that solution-oriented mode, let's get to solving the problems. And we got to try some things. And in this case, I really do think that a great step is to think about things that you've been wanting to do. I'm sure you have a million excuses, reasons not to do it, but think about those things. Pick one of them and try it, right? Try it, see if you like it, give it time. And then I think this is the most important step. Once you decide you like it, own it. This is, when I say own it, I don't mean like you uh, create mastery, though. Like for me, yes, that is a thing. I want that once I love something. But own your happiness, own how dope you think this thing is. One of the things that, one of the things that I think happens is people find things they like. And then they're kind of scared to share it or talk about it because other people are assholes and they grew up and, you know, they grew up around other people who didn't support them or maybe they currently don't have people who support them and they don't want to say things about it. You got to own that thing. Or maybe it's the thing they like just isn't like super mainstream. The best thing you can do is own it and love your shit and get so excited about it. I promise you this is what happens. You get so excited about something that other people around you are like, should I be doing that thing? Is it, maybe I should, maybe I should do that thing. I'm thinking right now about one of the women we had uh, at the Legacy event, at our in-person event. She had never played volleyball before, ever. She played tennis though, but had never, like even like touched a volleyball. And a bunch of us went out and played the next day. She was sitting there watching and you bet your ass we got her out there on that court and we played, right? This is, this is what it's, what it's, means to get so excited about your shit that other people can't help but want to do it as well. And this isn't like, you know, you got to be like a missionary for the thing that you and like you're trying to recruit everybody. But when you if you're looking for that support, the best way to create it is to just be super fucking stoked about the thing that you're doing. Right. So not I don't have like, you know, a million steps for this, how to get back in your groove. 
so much of what I, you know, the majority of every answer I give for things is do the thing. In this case, what is the thing? Something that makes you happy. So if you already know what that is, let's lean on that thing. Double down on that thing. Don't try to force the groove back. Even if you're like, but I'm not working on the thing that I feel out of, you know, sync with. That's fine. Totally fine. It's actually better. We said, don't force it. Go to another area where you have a groove, where you, you have maybe proficiency, mastery, fun, something that you know, brings you that confidence, that joy. Go and charge up your joy battery, your, you know, that sounded weird, but your groove battery also sounds weird. But go and charge that thing up. And then you can bring that into the other area. All right, we know, we all know, the energy that you bring tends to, you know, magnify, intensify, grow. And if you're bringing the Debbie down to, to something, it tends to get worse. I, I mean, I'm thinking specifically about sports right now. Like, if you're in a rut, you're in a funk, and that's all you're thinking about, man, that thing just seems to last forever. So my advice, instead of trying to force it, go somewhere else, do something else. Yes, you can totally change your environment, go on vacation, something like that, but then you're going to come back to this thing. So actionable step, go and do something else that you like. If you don't know what else you like, that's okay. Let's find it. Let's use this time because there's something also very exciting about, it's kind of like new love, right? You're like, oh God, it's so fun. Everything's, everything's new. So go and put yourself in that position. Yeah, there can also be some of the, the funk, I don't even say it was a funk, but like some of the, the hard work that comes with the frustration. I think maybe that's the word. Some of the frustration that comes with being a beginner, but there's also a lot of fun, right? There's also, a, and I think there's arguably more fun with that phase. So go and try new things. You kind of have to do it. I don't have any like words of wisdom or anything like that besides find, think about the thing. I, I know you all have it. That's something in the back of your mind. You're like, I kind of wanted to do, I want to do that pottery class, that tap dancing class, that volleyball class, that fishing class, whatever the fuck it is. Go and sign up for that thing. Google it. Go and sign up for it. I know you have a million reasons why not to do it. All you need is one reason to do it and let this podcast episode be that reason. Find that thing, sign up for that thing. And then as you start to realize that you enjoy that thing, own that thing, own it, own that excitement. You will absolutely attract people who support that. I, the last thing I want to say about this is that if you find yourself constantly out of your groove, if you find yourself constantly in a funk, I think it would behoove you to take a step back and try to figure out why. So, you know, certain parts about this are definitely outside of my scope, whether it's, you know, you need to go and, and seek professional help or something like that. If you're, you know, you're, you're borderline or you're, you know, flirting with depression or maybe, you know, you have that. But if you feel like you're constantly falling into funks, you're constantly falling out of your groove, I think it's absolutely super important to take a look at why and the things that you can change. Right. So again, go seek professional help if that's what you think you need. And then as it relates to my realm, you know, look at your lifestyle, look at the things you're doing, look at your job, look at your relationships, look at your extracurricular, I can't say that word, look at the activities that you do, <laughs> that you do outside of your, your job. Do they bring you joy? For me, it always goes back to where you live because we spend so much time there. 
And the, the same thing to be said about where you work because you spend so much time there. I happen to live where I work and work where I live. So, you know, that was super important for me and moving to California because it, I said this in the best, the best life podcast episode I did. It is really hard for me to have a bad day. You know, I think there's definitely value in, in this, you know, moving through a funk, being in it and just like, you know, trying to like force yourself out of it. But it's really hard for me to stay in a funk because I can just I have sunshine. I got palm trees. I have great people here. I got the ocean here. I got the beach here. The weather is great. And, you know, for me, that stuff is super, super important. Maybe for you, it's different. And that's important to figure out. What is important for you? What are the things that can recharge you, pull you out of a funk, especially, you know, as it relates to the, the, the things that you're always around. So if you're always in the funk, you're always finding that you're out of your groove, take a step back and perhaps let's, let's dig into why. All right. The second question, number one, uh, I should back it up a sec. Thank you. You listening to this, you know who you are for, for asking that question. Second question here that I'm going to answer is planning ahead as a movement pro. For those of us that don't want to retire and also don't want to be like shaking our ass on Instagram at age 60 or at this current age. I love this question. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, it's something that I kind of think about, but I'm also like, I wouldn't mind being on Instagram. I don't want to be grinding on Instagram. So we can kind of talk about the client acquisition side of things, but I am not like, oh God, I hope I am not on Instagram when I'm 60. Not that there's anything wrong with you thinking that, if that's what you think. But for me, I love this stuff. I love it. I love content creation. And so I'm excited. Um, but if you're like, yeah, actually, what, you know, what could I be doing? Should I, what should I be thinking about? Or uh, let's get rid of that shit word. What, what's out there? Like, have you been planning, Maestro? Uh, let's let's chat about this. So number one, I think, is to get your financial literacy up to snuff, get your financial house in order. So, you know, I want to say, so this way you don't need to shake your ass on the gram, but I don't know if you're making any money on the gram doing that. But I think it's super important. And you all know that I value safety. Safety is a value of mine. And so financial safety really ties into that. And you know, uh, Courtney, thank you. If you could link the episodes we've done with Sandy. So Sandy York is my accountant. She's fit money coach on Instagram. She is just loves what she does. She's phenomenal at what she does. And I think perhaps most importantly, she's so kind and such a human as it relates to what she does. There's no judgment. And I know for a fact that we all we live in the shoulds when it comes to, to not all, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that, but so many of us live in the shoulds when it comes to the financial side of things. I should be tighter with this. I should know more about this. I should be better about that. Sandy doesn't do that to you. And Sandy will never be like, oh God, you're so behind. Jeez, like what are you even doing? Sandy's going to meet you where you're at and then be like, all right, this is what we got to do. What are your goals? Okay, cool. Here's, here's the plan. I plan the work and then work the plan. So, uh, Courtney will link that. If you want to reach out to Sandy, you want to, uh, hire her for her services. I think she does discovery calls as well. So you can see if you'd be a good fit, but you can check her out on Instagram. You can check out her website and you can listen to those episodes that I did 
with her. I tried to bring her on in the beginning of the year because it's really important to me that I provide that resource for all of you uh, because something that I value so much. So number one, get the financial literacy up. Get your financial house in order. Look to plan for for retirement. Even if you don't want to retire, you should still plan for having money as a plan for a way to have money, uh, you know, when you get older. So the number, the other, the other two, re- the, I guess I'd say the other resource that I recommend you folks know I love him is Ramit. Uh, I haven't had him on the podcast. Uh, I don't know if that will ever happen, but, um, uh, you know, never say never, but I haven't thought about pitching him. But uh, he has a phenomenal book. Um, he has a really good investing DIY program. It I probably shouldn't even bring it up because it's not for sale right now, but if it ever is for sale, I will link it in my Instagram as well. Um, I happen to catch it the last day. He sells a lot he does he sells a lot through his um, newsletter. I highly recommend getting on it for two reasons. One, you keep up with all of his things that he's selling and, and like that. And two, because he is selling so much, you as a perhaps business owner can listen around the edges and be like, oh, it's okay to sell in my emails. It's okay to email a lot. I don't unsubscribe from his email list because I love what he has to say and I just choose to not read certain things, right? Autonomy is sexy. So my number one financial, uh, number one, number two financial resources, number one, Sandy, especially as someone that you can hire and then kind of learning DIY stuff uh, would be Ramit. I kind of snuck in there before uh, about investing. And the big thing to think about the investing when planning for retirement, the big thing with that is just, let me say, I will, Courtney, I will send you the link. And if you could put in the show notes, there's a, a retirement calculator. And that's one of the coolest things to look at. And one of the coolest things to use. So you can see like, hey, if I invest X dollars now, and I invest that for you know, however many years until I retire at whatever age I want to retire at. And if I anticipate, you know, 7% returns on this, that money compounds, right? You know, uh, Albert Einstein, what do you say? Uh, compounding is the eighth wonder of the world. Com- like, this is incredible this stuff. So one of the things that can happen when you use the calculator is that if you're like, I'm 37, right? And if you're like, damn, man, if I had started when I was 20, and wow. But guess what? You didn't fucking start when you were 20. So don't do that. Well, the only thing you can change now is how much you invest each month. But the thing I want you to look at is the fact that you can start putting money into an account now. You can have some of that safety built up when you're 60 so that you don't have to do certain things because you have that financial safety in place. You can absolutely be a millionaire when you retire. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's literally simple math. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is simple math. Now, in terms of, you know, planning ahead, if we're looking at like, well, what can we be doing? We already know, like, you can continue treating. There's there's nothing wrong with that. You can continue with the model that you have. Obviously, pulling back as you need to with because of, you know, physical things or because you're like, I don't want to do it as much. We can go in kind of the teaching the teaching segment of things where you're teaching other people how to do the thing that you're doing. Um, you know, if we're concerned about client acquisition, one of the things that I would look at with that is that if you're, if I'm, you know, 27 now and I'm thinking about being 60, that's a whole, did I say I'm 27? I'm 37 now 
And, you know, I'm thinking about what's going to happen when I'm 60. That's a whole lot of years away. That's a lot of a lot more mastery and expertise. And I truly believe, right, expertise, mastery, that's what sells. That's what keeps clients coming back. That's what gets clients to tell other people about you. So if you keep showing up, you're really fucking good at what you do. And the person that asked this is just so fucking good at what she does. If you're already there, to me, I'm like, there's no problem. Like, you will always have clients because people will always talk about what you are doing. The 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 big thing, though, that I think about this, and I kind of alluded to it in the beginning saying that I love this, is that I really do think that right now is the best time to be alive. That in mind, I think that all we need to do is continue to, to evolve with the times and we'll be just fine. We evolve as things are evolving and we think about the things we like doing. We think about things that we don't like doing. We start to tiptoe into the things that we don't like doing if it becomes part of what we do like doing, right? So with that that specific example for that would be Instagram. If you like posting on Instagram, but you've seen that it's gone to be become a video platform and you're like, I don't really like reels. I had a whole episode about this where you don't have to dive in and just be like, I'm going to make 500 reels. It could be, I'm going to just try. I'm not, I, you know, today I don't feel like I hate reels so much. I'm going to just try and do like a single reel. It starts with that. And if we allow ourselves to evolve with the times, and it's not, again, you don't have to force and you have to go so fast. I think if we allow ourselves to evolve with the time, the times, we will be totally fine this is a conversation that I have with, with Jill quite often. And, you know, I, I really feel that I'm wholly unemployable, especially in tr- the traditional sense and working a traditional job. Like I think I could work, you know, at the 1099 for somebody, but like I can't be having a million rules and expectations and things like that. But where I'm going with this is that one of the reasons or maybe the main reason that I work for myself is because I would bet on myself and I will bet on myself 12 out of 10 times, right? Every single time I will bet on myself to be able to handle the outcome, to be able to figure things out. And I think everyone, you know, not everyone, majority of people that are in this entrepreneurial space and, and doing well, they feel the same way. And that's why they continue to do what they do. And they feel that is actually the safest bet is to be the one that's in charge of what happens. And so if I t- adopt that mantra, I really look through that lens as I look towards the future I'm not worried because I don't expect to be doing this. I think that if we kind of like, am I going to be doing this exact thing when I'm 60? Well, fuck, I hope not because like times are going to change. Are you doing the same thing now that you were doing when you're 15? Like, no. And I know that if, as I say that, people are like, well, that's completely different. But it's not. It's not at all. It's the same. Times change. What you're doing in your life changes. The seasons of your life change. And you end up doing different things. You you are in an even better position now because you're like gaining like valuable life skills and experience and making incredible relationships and connections with people that you can build on and utilize and, and can turn into so much as you move forward. So when we use the word plan, I am not always the best at planning when it comes to certain things, largely when I'm just like, I trust myself to handle the outcome. I trust myself to grow and evolve with things as 
they're growing and evolving and changing. And so, you know, perhaps not that the best, not the best answer. Although I think the person who asked this is going to be like, yeah, that's what I'm planning on doing anyway. Uh, but you know, if you're looking for specific things, what can you do? I almost feel like we can't say that either because if we are in your 30s now and we're looking at 20 to 30 years from now, unless you are like living in Terminator and somebody came back from the future and told you what things are like, like we have no way of knowing. So, you know, I threw up before, yeah, you can continue dreaming, continue doing kind of the same thing you're doing, offering the same services in some way, shape or form. You can teach, but at the same time, there's so much that we don't know because who knows what the technology is going to be? Who knows what's going to be happening? Like, I think we kind of look at the, the past two years and it's like, nobody saw that shit come. Actually, I shouldn't say that because people did see it coming. But either way, it changed things, you know, dramatically during that time. And as we try to forecast 20, 30 years from now, like, how do I plan for it? I think the best way to plan for it is to simply double down on what you're doing now to double down on the things that, that give you confidence, that bring you joy, that bring you happiness, you know, double down on the willingness to explore new things and try new things. And, you know, this ties into that first point, double down on finding what lights you up, because those are the skills that you're going to lean on as you go to evolve and, and move forward. And yeah, who knows where you're going to be in 20 to 30 years time. So perhaps not the best plan, but she asked for my thoughts on it, and those right there are my thoughts. All right, I'm looking at the time. This is a nice little Thursday shorty-ish. We're still, like, you know, close to you know, under 30 minutes here. Uh, actually, I guess with the intro added on, we'll be a little bit over, but uh, still we're not at an hour or anything like that. So I will wrap it up here. If you have any podcast episode suggestions or requests, I love hearing from you. I love being helpful. So please slide into the old DMs at The Movement Maestro or shoot me a little texty text. This is the same number for WhatsApp, by the way, if you are international, 310-737-2345. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to answer your questions. And yeah, thank you again for tuning into the podcast. All right. Officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends. Maestro 